Hello, welcome to the return of Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast, a weekly podcast on the television series on HBO Max entitled Westworld, uh, created by uh, Jonathan Nolan and his wife, who I forget her first name, but it's, her last name's Joy. Lisa. And Lisa, thank you. Based on the Michael Crichton movie of the same name, Westworld. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. And with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am here. Excellent. Here is better than not with us. (laughs) Better than not here. Indeed. And in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? Uh, Two years older. How about you, Phil? Same, same. It's crazy. They have these delays in seasons, at least on HBO anyway. Uh, but when, folks, we when, when we left, I was below 50. Now I'm somewhere above it. <laughs> yes, that is true. Uh, for folks who are curious, today is June 30th, 2022, the last day of the month of June. Uh, for folks who are curious when we record these episodes, because sometimes on our other podcasts, we release them sometimes later. However, these podcasts here will be released almost immediately, so uh, folks will probably hear this podcast within a day or two. Now, well, uh, as, just as a programming note, we did have to delay this recording. Uh, we were planning on doing it on Monday, uh, but we were unable to do so. So we're doing it on a Thursday, so it's a little bit later than it's going to be from now on. So the second yeah. episode may be coming hot on its heels. Yes. Yes, Although that so, uh, also is going to be delayed. <laughs> yes. Uh, basically, uh, we plan to record uh, the episodes on Monday nights and release them on Tuesday. However, uh, this week uh, has been very busy work for myself and it appears to, for you too, Eric. So we had to postpone until tonight, Thursday. And next week, due to the 4th of July Independence Day holiday in the United States, uh, we are recording on Tuesday to release on Wednesday the... Six, I believe it is. So after that, assuming there is no holidays on a Monday or things that get in the way, or work uh, we, <laughs> we, we will uh, be releasing each episode of this podcast on Monday nights. I'm not. What am I saying? Recording on Monday nights yes. and releasing on Tuesday sometime during the morning or afternoon. Um. All right. So. Uh, where we left off, uh, we've we've been uh, discussing the series every episode weekly uh, since its debut, and uh, we even did uh, the Michael Crichton films as well. So uh, you do have a backlog of episodes of Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast. Hey, pay, pay, pay no attention to what we said in season one. <laughs> yes, yes, that, that was a. Uh, um, Oh, tricked us that uh, that season. Yeah. Um. So every season has tricked us, and this one will too. Yes, I'm sure. Uh. So uh, the series stars Evan Rachel Wood, Sandy Newton, Jeffrey Wright, James Marsden, uh, Ingrid Bose, Bertel, Luke Hemsworth, um, Oscar Reuter, Ariana Dubois, or Du Bois, Harris. 
Anthony Hopkins. Uh, who is this, Mike? Oscar winner Irina Dubois, or Dubois, or however you pronounce her name. Uh, she's the one who plays uh, Christina's roommate. She won the Oscar for uh, the remake of West Side Story. Gotcha. Ah. Well deserved, I should add. Uh, very good. Uh, I don't think she stars, but she may just have a cameo. I don't even see her on the list, but maybe this season she does star. I don't know. We'll find out. Well, they, they um, have made no. a big deal of it, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't haven't been following uh, anything about uh, the series until a week and a half ago when I saw an advertisement on HBO and I said, oh, it's back. No, but she was in the episode you just watched. Yes, yeah, she was there for like a minute or less, oh, probably yeah. 20 seconds, <laughs> maybe 20 sure seconds. you were aware of that. Yeah, yeah, I saw her for 20 seconds or so. Um, all right, were so... Were kids asking uh, you for olives again? What's that again? Were kids asking you for olives again? Uh, no, the last episode we were reported, your excuse for missing everything was kids were asking you for olives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're upstairs in theory sleeping, but I hear them talking and to each other. So it's 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 going to be a conspiring. You're just, yeah. Just so you know, after Eric got lis- done listening to episodes about colons, he went to uh, back and re-listened <laughs> to the last episodes of this podcast to catch up, and we haven't. So it's fresh yes. in his mind, but two years old to Phil and I. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I haven't rewatched. Uh, I, to be honest, I forgot that guy from Breaking Bad was even in the series because it's been that long. Oh my god! Yeah, and then when he appeared, right, well, I go, "Oh yeah, that's right. Let's go. That's right. That's right." All I'm right, so right. Phil, let's start from the beginning. There were these robots. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we got to do a couple of uh, house cleaning thing. Well, I do remember a lot of nudity uh, of Andy Newton, especially. Oh my god. But, uh, but to, uh, for, for some house cleaning here, uh, this podcast, Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast, can be found on both that uh, feed. So wherever podcasts are found, you can just search for that feed. Or you can actually listen to it as uh, part of the Dark Discussions podcast feed, which is the main podcast of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com, where you can find multitude of podcasts and news and such. You can email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com or press the contact us menu choice on darkdiscussions.com, and it'll open up a box where you can uh, send an email through uh, the website to us as well. Uh, you can always uh, add something in the subjects such as Westworld, and we will know it's for this podcast specifically. I do know we do have one email tonight, which uh, Eric will be reading to us. Um, so uh, well, thank I you. Will, will I? Yes. Yes, yes, you will. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. yes. So, um, all right. So before we uh, get into anything, I guess we could probably read that email. And uh, it's from, what does the fox say, Eric? No. It's from unsigned at parts unknown. Um, oh, and I gotta find it because instead of doing a rational thing and sending me an email, you put it in a text. Uh, <laughs> you can read it right okay, from here. Go. All right. Uh, welcome back after the Westworld hiatus. I shall keep this nice and short. My most enjoyable part of episode one was by far the synthwave musical score for sure. There has been an interesting time jump of seven years. The rest of the actual recap, I leave to you fine gentlemen. I'm looking forward to your thoughts. Take care and good energies your way. Unsigned from Parts Unknown. That's right. John Fox from uh, St. Alberta, something Alberta, Canada. 
but uh, thank you for that uh, email, Sean. Uh, it it doesn't uh, make me feel like he liked that episode that much. If the best part of it was the music, but <laughs> we will uh, discuss ourselves. So uh, I guess we can get into uh, our thoughts on this episode, which actually uh, has a title. And uh, let's get that here now. Uh, the title is called, I'm not, not going to be able to Aubrey's. pronounce this. But, okay, thank you. I have no idea what that means because I didn't bother looking it up. Um, it refers to things like signs, portents, omens. Okay. It's just sounds like orgies, It's just, it, but it's not. It has nothing to do gotcha. with it. All right, so it was, the episode was directed by Richard J. Lewis. And it was written by Lisa Joy um, and Will Sudik. Um, it only had 330,000 viewers uh, during the live um, release. Um, that's not good. No. I, I'd actually say that's that might be bad. But <laughs> there is a difference in that it's now two years later. HBO Max is a thing. And I think a lot fewer people are doing the live streaming. Could be. It's possible, yeah. Yep. All right. So uh, I guess we can get into our thoughts, uh, the general thoughts on the episode. Uh, after we'll talk about the episode in depth, because anybody who's listening to this is most likely a fan of the show and watched the episode and just wants to hear further insight by us three fine gentlemen. Um, all right, so let's go with you, Mike. Uh, what were your thoughts on the episode? I watched a little bit, or rewatched a little bit of season three before this. Uh, I didn't get through the whole thing. Um, and I do remember, but I also watched some recaps of it uh, when I realized I wasn't going to have a chance to rewatch the entire thing from the beginning. Um, and I was reminded why I got mad at it at the end, unlike Eric, who was mad at it most of the way through. Um, I do consider this kind of a fresh start, and I'm trying to hold it to a fresh start. Uh, I didn't find that there was a lot of progress made here, as usual. They're kind of keeping things close to the vest. Uh, I think we're going to be dealing with the tower as the central mystery for this season, you know, like the maze and the the Valley Beyond and the Road whatever it was from season three. Um, but I can't say it was like all that gripped by it. I mean, it's, it's Westworld. The music is great. Uh, as Sean said, the, uh, uh, cinematography is fantastic. The actors are always strong, but I mean, there were a lot of actors missing <laughs> from this episode. Uh, including an actor who was kind of shortchanged in season three. Um, and the, the the place where the mystery is is pretty obvious, is that it's centering around uh, Evan Rachel Wood's character. I have some thoughts on that. Um, I would say if this was the first episode of the series, I would be hard-pressed to want to tune in to the second episode. It would be more of a, eh, maybe... Uh, I think that's relying on the fact that it has a built-in audience, although based on the ratings you, you, you mentioned, maybe not as much as they think. Mm. Um, but we'll see. Like I said, I'm not, I, it wasn't bad. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm not writing it off in any way, shape, or form. Uh, 
but I am definitely guarded after what happened last year. Last year. Last two years ago. So All right. we'll see. Okay. Sounds good. Um, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I, I you could argue probably went in blind, even though I watched every episode of the entire series and talked about it in great detail every <laughs> week. Um, it's been two years, as Mike and Eric, you said, uh, so I, I completely forgot. I remember details of it, but um, I, I don't remember it as well as, uh, say, season one, which was, which was just a great season all around. Um, so I'm kind of where Mike is. Uh, the seven-year jump uh, is, is, is a little weird. Obviously, um, we have more robots, and if people die in this show, um, they can be reincarnated as robots. So it's it's not as, like, unbelievably uh, cool, like Ozark or something like that, where someone gets killed and they're dead. Um, the interesting thing about about uh Christina which is the Rachel Evan Wood character now is how can she exist and is she, and again you never know if they're human or not anyway well, so Christina has died I, Christina has risen about that Christina later. will come again yeah so um but yeah i mean it was it was it was so so it was it wasn't all that good and and the, and this series is is a strange series because um, they just keep on going away from uh, what interested people in the in season one. So I I don't know how effective um, the series will be going forward as quote unquote the Westworld we know of. But it still could be an interesting uh, robot or cyberpunk or something going forward. But we'll we'll have to see. But for a episode that we've waited for two years. Um, it, it didn't really thrill all that much. It was just there. Uh, so that's my feelings. Uh, let's go with you, Eric. Well, there's some things that you can count on with this show. And one of the things you can count on is that the acting will be solid. Um, cause the cast is stellar. Uh, production values are also regularly fantastic as is the music. However, I find myself growing tired of this particular show's brand of bullshit. Uh, <laughs> um, they're always raising more questions and never giving you answers until the last episode of the season. And then you're like, that's it. Um, and I'm just kind of tired of the dance. Uh, we had a character show up in this episode that we thought was gone. And I didn't particularly care. <laughs> I think that's a bad sign. Um, there was also another character whose identity we're not and motivations we're not sure of. Basically, there's a bunch of people doing stuff and we don't know anybody's motivations, which makes the show for now less than compelling. So I, I'm, I'm a little bummed. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. All right. Sounds good. Uh, that's that's fair. I guess all of us are, are pretty close to the same page. I think. Um, I don't. I don't think any of us were were horrified in anger or depression, but none of us were thrilled by any means. So, 
Just in the general state of WTF. Well, I think one problem right, we have. And we, and we. Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, I think one problem we have here is, uh, and I, by the way, I we watched the first episode, first first episode of Westworld, and it really is. I mentioned this episode doesn't really grab me. How quickly that episode just kind of grabs you and pulls you in. Um, as they go through the whole first day cycle at the end, it's opening leading all the way up to the man in black dragging Dolores into the barn. Um, the second season you open with like all the bodies on the beach, you have characters you've grew to know and, and love in the first season and you want to catch up with them third season is sort of a wipe the slate clean start new in a brand new world you know as they go from kind of west world to future world um and that new setting i think was enough and the introduction of the new character of caleb was enough to kind of pull some people in this season is a world that feels like a step back a step closer to the world we live in because of the events of the previous series the previous season ended on the cusp of war and this season begins with we know you're not interested in what happened there so we're just gonna there's no new character that i went man i really gotta know more about caleb's wife and daughter and dolores's roommate it's just not that kind of thing um there is a sort of a mystery placed with the, the, the tower, but it's done very softly. Um, not as overtly as like that was done with the maze. Uh, I, I just, I just didn't find it had a hook to really grab you. Okay. They've got mind controlling flies, which you don't do for most of the episode. You did at the teaser. And then that was it. That went away. So I don't know. And again, I think this is the problem where you have, where you don't, clue in the characters drives and motivations and goals it's really hard to get behind the story yes that was kind of the point i was trying to make yeah that's fair i mean you know both of you mentioned the cat you know the acting and whatnot i mean yeah i mean the whole thing is top quality productions and, and the cast is pretty good and they, and they usually have some big names um as they did uh especially in season one when they had um, at least four, uh, with Evan Rachel Wood, Tandy Newton, um, Ed Ed Harris, and, and Anthony Hopkins. Um, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright too. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, you know, so they they everything is is solid when it comes to that. Uh, it's just that um, I do like your point, Mike. That unlike last season, even though that was a weaker season. They had some interesting characters that like Vincent Cassell's character and, and, and things of that nature. And, and then this year so far, they, they don't have any of those characters, at least in episode one. And, you know, that's already, um, one, one eighth of the, of the season. And, and we don't have any interesting additional characters, which is, you know, which can be fine, but, you know, when you do lose some really cool characters uh, in prior seasons, that stinks. And I know they're bringing James Marsden back, 
um, for this season, and, and, and that's pretty cool. Um, and they claim that that was always intentionally done because I heard Mars in an interview saying that um, he was supposed to not be in season three intentionally, but to reappear as a main character in season four, and it would be a surprise for the audience. But again, that could be reworked, um, and they're just saying that, and that could. I, but I don't think they need to say that. I don't think that's a thing they need to yeah. lie about. And they've always said yeah. they've had like a five-year plan for this. So I, I don't doubt it. I don't, don't doubt okay. they have a plan. I have a feeling I know why, why and how he's back, but we'll, we'll find out. Uh, I'm sure Eric sounded like he has an idea as well. Right. But we'll right. see. And, you know, I, I mentioned the thing where since they're robots – characters can just keep on reappearing continuously you know so right and that's also a problem i think that gets into the the season two where the season two reveal was that um uh well what was her name hale that she was dolores that dolores had swapped her brain charlotte charlotte all oh, right charlotte was it was dolores right and Me. Mm-hmm. and then last season everybody was dolores and so Killing the character off doesn't kill the character off, and keeping the actor around doesn't mean that the character that you wanted that you have grown accustomed to to seeing them in. Now, I think that's a great thing if you're an actor in the series because they can keep bringing you back, and it's a new role, right? You're doing something greatly different every season. Every Rachel Wood has done very different things, and with with her character for each of the three years, and it looks like the fourth year. So you don't have an actor who's getting bored and tired of doing the same old stuff. So, you know, that's great for them. But again, it's now getting hard to really anchor our our interest in a character who, uh, even when they're human, might die and come back as a robot. Right, right. Which which is what has happened with uh, um, Charlotte, right? And Ed Harris' character, Man in Black, too, right? You know, so. Right, so even on some level, the stakes are reduced for us as the audience. Yes, yes, I would concur. Yep. Um, all right, so uh, what do we want to talk about um, in general? We can talk about anything related to the series plus this episode too. And again, there's no need for spoiler alerts because again, we're they're, we're just talking about everything, and people who are listening. I've already probably watched the episode. Um, well, did either of you watch the uh, the after the episode uh, interview stuff on HBO? I did. I, I did, yeah. Okay. Because I found the statement that um, Evan Rachel Wood made very interesting, which is that she said, and I quote, Dolores is dead. She doesn't exist anymore. Christina is human. Um. So I thought that was pretty definitive. <laughs> um, unless she's lying her ass off, which would really suck because we got enough of that with the whole John Snow bullshit. Um, so, yeah, apparently Christina is a human story writer for games. But somehow people in the real world think she's writing their life. I, I don't understand that storyline. Well, yeah. Oh, oh, go ahead, Mike. I'm not buying that for a second, but just 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 throwing that out there. So, are you going to say, Phil? Yeah, I was going to say, right, right. I was going to say, if she is human, which I'm, I'm kind of with you, Mike, that 
I, I I don't I don't trust anything, even the people what they say about the show. That's why when Marsden said uh, it was all intentional, I was coming back on season four. It I just I just can't believe that either. But for this character here, or Evan Rachel Wood, um, all I can think of is is that we learned in the prior seasons after season one was that they weren't uh, they were they weren't uh, they were trying to read the people who came into to Westworld and then store that data about the people and then they could use those I guess profiles to create robots or hosts of those people without their permission so maybe this character here um, uh, what's her name again Uh, it's uh, Christina. Christina yeah Christina went to Westworld at one time and then Dolores was created based off of the profile they created of Christina. Now, the one problem with that, even though that's what I was thinking is this is supposed to be seven years later from last right. season. And, and Westworld so, was already operating for what, 30 years? Right. Yeah. So would she be, yeah, right, right, right. So when Ed Wood's character was a young man, then Dolores was already in existence and she was one of the first bots supposedly. So if that's the case, Charlotte, I mean, uh, Christina wouldn't have even been born 30 years ago when the man in black. Yeah. yeah. So that makes me wonder if there's, if they're going to start going into cloning now, so if she is a person, is she a clone of you know from cells, human cells, and and just recreated, or is she just lying her ass off, and she is a host? Thoughts? I don't know. They won't tell us anything. You yeah, I'll have, I'll have to double check that that quote to see exactly what she said, and the 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 the, the manner in which she says it. I'm I'm not buying. I mean, they're not going to give away a twist. She is a more human character than I think we got with Dolores. Sure. Right. She's Dolores was, we were told up front, this is a host. She was played kind of robotically throughout the entire thing, intentionally so, you know, with a very limited range of emotion for most of the series, uh, for most of that first season. And so I could see you know, saying she's a more human, more fleshed out character than you got before but i'm not buying that she might be uh human yet again i don't care what they say Uh, but but of course i've also got a theory as to what's going on and that would undercut my theory so that could just be my ego speaking so you're calling everton rachel would liar out of self-interest possibly yes well or or could or she or she may be using the obi-wan kenobi uh she's telling the truth from a certain point of view card that, that <laughs> okay. Very interesting. So, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, if she is human, like humans as as all of us are, then she became in existence and was born, whether it was a clone or a regular birth, after the existence of a Dolores robot was there. So that will be. Very, very curious to figure out that mystery. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, it's something we'll figure out at the end. So it's going to be one. 
a Westworld trickery again that makes you roll your eyes. Well, and the the thing about it is this time, like in the, in the past seasons, there were all these mysteries, and I really wanted to know the answers. This time through, I just I I just I'm having trouble caring anymore. Um, like I like the whole thing with uh, Maeve and uh, what's his face, um, Jesse Caleb. Caleb, oh. yes. Um, I I don't care. Um, Man in Black is after them. Why? We don't know. Do I care? Not really. Um, Man in Black is doing some stuff at the Hoover Dam. What? I don't know. Do I care? Not really. Uh, so, so, like, I'm just going to continue to be, like, an unengaged passive observer until they tell me what the fuck is going on. Yeah, yeah and... Uh, actually, oh, God, I So, well, again, that's that's... The audience has to be invested in what's going on. You don't. Star Wars doesn't work if there's a mysterious station, and we don't know what it is and what it does, right? That they have to find out, and then at the end it will be revealed that it can blow planets up. It removes a tremendous amount of suspense from that story. Um, you need we we need to know these characters, their goals, their dreams. We need to have some better understanding of that, and we don't have that right now. You know. Why are they trying to kill uh, um, Maeve? No idea, like you said. Why are they trying to get Caleb? No idea. Uh, but I think after last season, last season they deliberately simplified the mystery because people were confused in season two. And so they didn't really give a great deal of mystery. It was a very straightforward season. And then the final twist was we completely changed Dolores' motivation for no particular reason whatsoever. <laughs> and we only kept and we kept uh, Maeve and Bernard on the sidelines doing bullshit because we really had nothing for them to do this season at all and right, so their storylines like were just they could have wrote them out similar to how they wrote Marsden's character out because they weren't it, necessary exactly and and that just makes it frustrating and that's what like i was saying no no they'll, they'll bring it around they'll bring it around they did a good job bringing it around season one they did a decent job bringing it around season two and season three they were just like no not really we're just going to put bernard to sleep for a while and then he'll wake up some point in the future and and um yeah and uh, that'll be the last thing we, we leave you with at the end of season three and then by the way uh we're going to open season four on Bernard and find out when and where he is. And, Oh wait, you know what? Never mind. We're not even going to show him at all in that first episode. We're just going <laughs> to, right. We're just going to forget he exists. He, at the end of season three, they showed us, um, Charlotte, uh, prepping a whole bunch of hosts, um, presumably for war. Um, but that was seven years ago now. And what happened? We don't really know. Um, is there a host army out there somewhere? We don't know. Uh, is the man in black working under his own motivations or is he being directed by Charlotte? I don't know. Uh, there's just not enough information to care about or anything. Yeah. Well, and, that's and they don't set it up in a hook. They don't do anything that, else yet. Right. And, and that's one thing that, that unlike, uh, say game of Thrones was, is that we knew generally the characters, and maybe we'll find a surprise about it. You know, like Jon Snow is actually a, a, 
a Targaryen and or part half Targaryen anyway or or something. But we generally know the characters. The mystery was uh, the ending. Who was going to land on the throne? Here, not only do we don't know the mystery of the ending, but we don't really know anything about any of the characters. And they've pressed a button, reset button for season four, where all the characters are ciphers again, and we have to figure out who they are again, because who is Christine, and what, what's the, the interest of the man in black now that he's a robot, and what's he going to do, and, and, you know, and, and, and so on and so forth. So it makes me feel similar to you, Eric, which is, well, I don't really know much about these characters, and they're not even the same characters I, I loved before, even if they're the same actors or actresses. So it's like, ah, uh, who cares? Right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just having trouble engaging. Kind of, you know, they're like, just, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like if they killed off Jon Snow, and and it's uh, like it's none of the actor's fault. Like, like Maeve still kicks ass. Uh, I still smile every time she's on screen. Um, sure. You know, uh, and Ed Harris rules his little scene at the beginning. He's he's a stone cold bastard, and I love it. Um, but what's he doing? We don't know, and there's too many of those we don't knows. Right, right. And with the we don't know, it also is. And why should we care? Right. Um. So let's. Do we want to just run through? Because there's not that many storylines. I think. Right. You got the. Let. I mean, we start with Maeve. Well, we start with Ed Harris, right? Well, I'm, all right. But Ed Harris is disconnected, and then Maeve is kind of leads into, I think, Caleb's, and then Dolores is sort of on her own, or Christina is on her own, right? And those are really the four plot lines we have for this episode. I don't, I'm not missing anything, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. No, right. I don't think so. Okay. All right, so let's start with Ed Harris. Ed Harris shows up and wants to buy the Hoover Dam. Um, now am that's, I, that's when you know you have I, way too much money. It's like, can I buy a national landmark? <laughs> well, and he wants to buy because something was stored there. And my memory is hazy at this point. Is that where, like, the the host heaven is? They've never said the host heaven was beamed off somewhere. Okay. And we, I don't think they, unless I've forgotten, they never revealed where it was located. And given that he said, this is something that was mine and stolen from me uh, eight years ago, which would put it in season at the end of season two, because mm-hmm. this is seven years after the end of season three, which was a year be- and there was a year between, I would mm-hmm. say that that lines up well that those are servers for the great beyond. They're there to last for a hundred years. I like the line he said, so it's supposed to last, you know, uh, you know, a, you lifetime. Know, a, a lifetime is a lifetime, a lifetime or forever is never as long as you think it is. Um, so, yeah. So clearly that is a foreshadowing that there may be an end to that robot heaven coming up, but we'll see. Check well, off robot. As far as, as far as Maeve goes, 
theoretically at the end of season three, um, all she ever wanted, like what was being dangled in front of her all of season three was reuniting with her daughter and, and host heaven. Right. Yep. So I have a feeling that she'll be opposed to that. Well, I don't know whether it's going to shut down intentionally or if it's going to end up shutting down. Yeah, I, I don't know what the man in black's intentions are. Uh, well, given that right. he's he's working for Dolores now, um, and Dolores's goal was protecting it, I have to imagine that that's that the destruction of it is not going to be something that they're working towards. But who knows? Again, this is part of the problem. Yeah. No answers. Yeah. Uh, um, so anyway, he the cartel somehow owns Hoover Dam at this point. A, a, a yeah. fact we, we live with for all of about 45 seconds before Ed Harris makes the offer. And I like the fact that they don't tell us the amount that he wants to pay for it because... <laughs> You know, you you always run into that. Is that a lot in the future, right? Because we don't know. In dollars, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and they probably switch from dollars to credits, and how the much how much is a fucking credit? Who knows? Right. And so he just says that's a generous return on your investment. So we know we offer them a shitload of money. And they turn it down and say, you either accept the offer today, or let me buy from you today, or I'll, you'll give it to me free tomorrow. And, you know, naturally they, they laugh, but we know that he's a killer robot. So mm-hmm. we, we know something's up. And then he, that introduces us to mind-controlling robot flies. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Yes. Yes, that is exactly right. That's why I'm laughing. Yes. <laughs> and the yeah, thing is, think, it's not think... it's not a terrible idea. It goes back to a theme going all the way back to the first season, right? That first episode ending with Dana Dolores technology. killing a fly. Yeah. But I also oh, yeah. so it yeah. so it's so it's a it's a thing that's been going on, and I like that idea. Um, it's just that they didn't set it up in that much. I mean, they showed the the fly here and there in season one or whatever, but it's not like we saw it being developed and suddenly they release it. And it's like, this is cool. No, well, but it's, it's been seven years. They show the fly being created. Um, and maybe the two of you can help me out. The last image of the opening credits was like a big orb, uh, multifaceted. And I couldn't tell whether it was like supposed to be another Rohobon thing or if it's a fly's eye or like I think it's a fly's uh, eye because it's what it's looking at okay. are people okay. what looked to me like people in a chamber on fire, which made me think back to uh, the investor from season one, William's father-in-law or whatever he was. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Scottish actor. Yeah, right. So I don't know if that's them destroying all those people they were planning on preserving forever, if it's just meant to represent burning down humanity or, or what it was actually trying to show. Um, but yeah, so that's what it called to me. What was that? Was the robot watching 
right. people burning in, in their little chambers. Interesting. The robot fly. Right, right, right. Yeah, so so the robot fly. Uh, so so this Mexican cartel that pretty much now runs that part of Nevada, um, taking it away from which the is businessman. you know, tell me that, that story. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a pretty awesome story. Yeah, because the, the way you talk about tell it, tell me like the story the of how, how the cartel can, controls that much of Nevada. That's I want to hear that story. That is, that that's a cool st- idea. Yeah, yeah, but. We're not going to get that because they're all dead now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But they're using the Hoover Dam for more than the purpose of the Hoover Dam. It looks like there's uh, giant data towers inside the Hoover Dam and the building on the Hoover Dam. Um, and Ed Harris wants not the Hoover Dam, but basically the Hoover Dam because of the servers. Yes. And stuff inside the Hoover Dam. Um, and he has it now. That's right. That's right. I mean, it's obviously, as they said at the end, during the end, uh, where they interviewed the people behind the, the the show, they said they were looking for a cool place to just, you know, set up and have a great set piece and whatever, and they chose the Hoover Dam. But obviously, for practicality reasons, you know, that, that server room could have been on the fourth floor or some random building in the middle of Baltimore, you know, and that's where it probably should have been. But mm-hmm. it, it's it's more cool to have it at the Hoover Dam. Well, the, the, well, the thing is, they, they that's the, from what I took from it, that's what the Hoover Dam is there for now, is basically powering that. That's where the power is going. He says it all goes towards this. Okay. So that's why I don't think Baltimore would have worked. Uh, although they could have done like a large solar farm in the middle of Kansas if they wanted to or something like that. Um, sure, sure. Uh, so I do wonder, because I do mention them buying up all the land around it. Right. And I, right. And I don't know if that's necessary. So it makes me wonder, but what's all the land around Hoover Dam? As I said, it's brush land. Well, where right. else have we seen brushland in Westworld before? Oh, right, in Westworld. So part of me wonders right. if they might not be planning on building a new Westworld. Well, and, and how far mm-hmm. away is, is Lake Mead from the Hoover Dam? Because Lake Mead's a huge tourist spot. So did they buy all of Lake Mead and all the tourist spots too? I, I don't know. I mean, you know again, we, we well, it could be that they're just trying to create a buffer between whatever's at the Hoover Dam and everything yeah, people- else. So yeah. people keep away from right, it. Right, that, that, that is definitely a possibility. Uh, also, so it may never come back up again, but I like the right. idea that maybe they're going to build another Westworld. Also, sure, sure, instead of on an island. Um, I, also, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Jonathan Nolan and and uh, Kelly, Kelly Joy, is it? Kelly Joy? Um, Lisa. Lisa, I'm sorry. Lisa Joy um, got the idea of a damn have to power these servers from Bitcoin or something like that, because as as we know, um, Bitcoin um, uses a lot of energy to mm-hmm. to run those servers, and that's kind of become real popular in the last three or four years and stuff. And so it wouldn't surprise me if that's what they got the idea. And so if they're powering these incredibly high I mean, high, uh, 
energy. Well, well, let me rephrase it. If they if they need all that energy to power these servers, then um, there, there's going to be something in them that is creating a lot of uh, code to run continuously and loops and on and on. So, well, I think all the hosts in host heaven would accomplish that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe that's what it is, like you guys were saying earlier. Yeah, yeah, or you know, but but you know, and then I'm I'm worried that they're going to go, and, you know, in season five, and find, we're all going to find out the whole thing is just a virtual reality in a in a computer or something. But they could have <laughs> the whole thing has just been some stoner connected to his PS5. Yeah, exactly. So so maybe that's what's in some of those those. Um, computers those servers is other west worlds that are virtual i don't know i i'm concerned we might not even get a season five um yeah, yeah because in, in the interim uh we've had uh warner brothers time warner whatever it is uh sold over to discovery and they're doing a lot of cleaning house mm-hmm, um, that's true. and look warner brothers made some really terrible financial decisions um if this this is an expensive show, it's one reason I think they knocked it down to eight episodes a season. Um, I I don't I I don't I don't know that this they'll look at this and look at the return and say we have to keep this going. On the other hand, if you want to keep something like like they already canceled raised raised by wolves, the Ridley Scott robot drama. Um, okay, that was one season, right? Two seasons. Two. That didn't make it two. Okay. Yeah, and you look at what's happening with Netflix, which for years has just been throwing good money after bad under the idea of we just need content, 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 and to keep mm-hmm. ourselves growing. And suddenly people realize when most of your content is crap, um, it's, it doesn't matter just, how much there is. Yeah, right. That people will tune in for Stranger Things, they'll tune in for Ozark, Ozark. Uh, for Orange yeah. Is the New Black, but they're not tuning in for. Well, I was going to say for Fuller House, but they were tuning in for Fuller House. But they're not tuning in. <laughs> Sadly, <for>. they were. <laughs> they're not just. They're just not going to tune in for any old random thing. Right. Um, and the and of course part of the problem is that it is such a hit and miss business. You know that's the that's sort of the the beauty of something like the Bloomhouse model for horror films is that as yeah. long as you keep the budget under ten million dollars, we'll finance any movie you want to bring to us. Yeah, it's but, basically Roger Corman. That's all Blum, right. Blumhouse is. Because all you need is that one hit, and you're not putting on a lot of risk on that roulette table. You just need to get one thing to hit, and it all pays off. Well, the problem right. is Netflix and possibly Warner Brothers with Time Warner, they're, they, didn't, they weren't make. they were like the inverse of the Blumhouse model. Like, as long as you keep the budget over $100 million, we'll, we'll, buy, we'll, we'll pay for whatever you want. You know, it's just like you got to right. keep well, they, the show they were spoiled. cheap first. They were spoiled with with Game Game of Thrones, yep. Because that that show was so popular and so well done, and so and the actors were all cheap and, and, and made so all, much money. A, a, yeah, and yet they were absolutely phenomenal actors. Even if none none of their careers necessarily will ever take off, some of them will, some won't. But they were just perfectly cast, and it made so much money. So they just assumed they could keep on doing that, maybe. And Westworld was the set, the big one right after, right? And um, the first season or two were, were, was was really solid, but you know this Westworld is definitely not the same 
story as we saw in season one. So I um, am curious. Yeah, you're right. Mike. They, they could just pull the plug, especially now that they have a new ownership, you know? Well, I think part of the problem is that the West world was built around the idea of uh, a real world, uh, open world gaming thing. So basically like red dead redemption or grand theft auto, where what would people really do if they could go out and live in these worlds? And right. it was built, and that allowed them to like explore people's vices and their more um, forbidden delights, right? right. Uh, and no, people tuned in to watch with Westworld the idea of robots murdering people, the robot uprising, right. robots killing people, and what they got was right. the, the the robots making Machiavellian plans to usurp power, which is not really the same thing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not the same as watching a robot strangle the shit out of somebody or shooting them with right. a revolver, <laughs> as opposed to, you know, they got more robot house of cards in season three. And it's just like, Ugh. and I'm not saying that's not, and I do find that interesting, but you also can understand how it's not what people came for. There is a distinct lack of Westworld in this episode of Westworld. There is, in fact, no Westworld in this no. episode of Westworld. <laughs> yes, no Westworld. Even the first well, episode of season three had no Westworld, but sorry. they talked about Westworld, and it ended with Bernard saying, I would like to go to Westworld. One ticket, Westworld, please. You know, and then we knew they were going back to Westworld. Here, it was not even, I don't even think there was a mention of Westworld. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I, I think that the problem with the sh- with where they've gone is similar to the Jurassic Park World series or the Resident Evil movies, where they have a great concept, and then they they expand it and go further and further. And so what you got is like in, in Jurassic Park and World, you have this cool idea about this park, and everybody goes haywire and, and and whatever. But then now the dinosaurs are throughout the whole world, and it's changed. The whole series is completely different than the original premise. Coincidentally, both written by Michael Crichton. Right. And then with Resident Evil, you know, you got the zombies and and this company and the town and all that and, and whatnot. And then as the movies went to two, three, four, five, eventually the zombies uh, go out through the whole world. And then we have a, an apocalypse wasteland and it's completely different than the source material, similar to the Jurassic Park world series. And now this one here, you have this great concept about this boxed area, you know, video game box area, like you said, and they could have had stories in there that were interesting and, and, and whatnot, and then robots going haywire and whatever, and then now they they moved on to just science fiction outside of the Westworld because, like you said, Westworld wasn't even mentioned. So I th- I think maybe all of these franchises just jumped the shark in a sense because they they think they have to move further and further and further, but they really don't, and yet they do. Well, the thing with like Resident Evil. I mean, the video games are kind of formulaic, right? I mean, they all start kind of the same way, but it's a horror franchise. Horror franchises, you can repeat the same formula ad nauseum, and most of the time, the fans won't care. 
Right. Um, Jurassic Park. There's only so far you're going with that, and Westworld right. because at some but, point but when the I was park there, I gets the movies, shut down. Right. But okay, I but okay. So yeah. at some point with Jurassic Park, the world gets shut down. Right. The the park gets shut down because you cannot have 15 movies where guests keep going to Westworld and the people keep getting uh, not Westworld to Jurassic Park and keep getting eaten. So at some point you have to move beyond that premise and. The idea is, though, people want to see people being eaten by dinosaurs, and they're trying hard to not make the dinosaurs bad guys, and that's, I think, a problem with that franchise. And here, again, I think you can't – it's going to be hard to get five seasons out of what we got in season one of – or the Westworld film, which was a park full of killer robots that a government could just firebomb the shit out of and end the threat right away. Right, but but it was different. It was different parks too in that Westworld movie, and in theory, you could have the stories all take place at the same time. So, you know, we had Westworld with cowboys and such in the first season, and then they could have gone to Samurai World, and that could have happened at the exact same time, even though we're watching it. A year later, you know, but it's still going to end up being kind of repeating themselves. Yeah, ro- telling yeah, the robots same story. going nuts. Yeah, yeah. So I, I get it, and I like the idea that they're expanding, but they've expanded in a way that lacks that visceral thrill. Right, there's yeah, no okay. robots maybe, in the street. Maybe we'll get it because when we last saw Charlotte, she was making a shit ton of hosts. Um, what we don't know is what happened in the last seven years. Uh, and Caleb's co-worker in this episode mentions that all the robots have been scrapped. Um, so oh, no, that does that mean they're, they all, just... they're all gone? Or does Charlotte have a secret host army somewhere that, that nobody knows about? Well, my um, guess is when they said the robots if, if got... The latter, then we could still get what we want, uh, which is robots trying to take over the world. Right. My guess is the robots scrapped were like the big worker robots that were doing the like the construction work. Um, mm-hmm. you, you and that's why they're back up there doing construction work again. Um, that they were the labor robots that they weren't. I don't know if people know yet. And by the way, all good information to find out is: do people know that the the hosts are out there imitating real people? I'm guessing not and, because and, you know, when. When they said, if I could just interject for one second, Mike, when they said they destroyed all the robots or shut them down, did they use the word robot or did they use the word host? They used I, the word robot. Yeah, okay. Either robot or machines, but yeah, it's uh, so I think that so I think right. that there's still a lot of unknown about. I think the the public in general is unaware of the existence of the hosts as renegade AIs, which, by the way, right. would still be a good thing to establish. Even if it takes a very bad exposition, well, like if yeah, only people knew the there were killer robots on the loose. Right. You know, if, if they got to do a So, you know, Bob scene, so be it. Uh, but it's been taken down from 10 episodes to eight. You don't got time to fuck around. Tell us what's going on. Right. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. This episode for an eight season episode like i said we already have one episode gone and we got really no new characters and that have been added you know we don't have any vincent cassell suddenly appearing or or, well, or I don't Charlotte, give a shit about like, new characters just give me a yeah. story yeah yeah well right. here's here's my question you're caleb 
you have knowledge of the whole workings of what's going on. Yep. You saw the story up front and close. A war was fought. There was a robot uprising. Everybody knows about it. They destroyed the robots. Why haven't you gone to some publisher or movie studio and said, hey, I got some information for you. Here's my story. He just wants and to move on with his life. As a construction worker, which he once again seems very unhappy with. Like, I mean, does he have a reason? Why is it, if people don't know about the, the host, why haven't the people who'd known told? Because as far as I know, that's only Caleb. But Caleb knew well, what happened. I mean, that killed. The, yeah. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that he would have, by 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 stating this or coming out with this, is that he was going to end up screwing up uh, Maeve's existence. Uh-huh. So he may have refrained from telling anybody to protect her. I mean, they don't know about Charlotte. Right. And they don't know about the man in black, but they knew about Dolores. He knew about what happened on Westworld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He could have told that story. Yeah, I don't think it's out of the realm of reality to think that he didn't want to. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. So anyway, Maeve's story. Yeah, let's let's let's, let's do that. Let's, let's she was talk off the grid. Now she's not. Right. She's attacked by a, a general or colonel from Westworld, who is sent there by William. She's been living a life off the grid, alone in the wilderness, driving a truck that at this point is four hundred and fifty years old and still runs fine. <laughs> Because Dodge, Dodge trucks are ram tough. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that is kind of odd. I, I didn't even care. Yeah, it's like, why didn't she just have one of those hover cars or something? Yeah, you're right. Well, I that understand that. Yeah, I understand that she may not want, like, the fancy car with the computers in it. And she's trying to avoid being tracked. So having an old car makes makes some sense. But... In their timeline, an old car would not be an old car to us. An old car to us would be a unbelievably valuable antique in their timeline, right? Um, but or a anyway, piece of shit. Or a piece of shit. Brunken, yeah, you know, would be sitting on somebody's lawn on cinder blocks. But that's that's getting very nitpicky. Uh, and so she gets, she finds out, she she takes the host's head, examines it, sees that the man in black is what sent them after Maeve. Why? Who knows? Because we all know that the best way to make sure that the hero foils your villainous plot is to try to kill them. So that way they have to start investigating as to what you're doing when otherwise they, they didn't even give a shit. So she goes off to find Caleb. Caleb is working as a construction worker. He has since gotten married and has a six or seven year old daughter who he's making paranoid. (laughs) But she's sleeping with a gun under her pillow. Hey, he's preparing her for the world. Fuck yeah. But the wife doesn't want to hear about it. I did look up the wife's name is is Uwadi. It's a I guess Nigerian name. 
and I could not find out what it means at all anywhere. So no idea. Uh, I was wondering if like there was some symbolism because there's clearly symbolism in the names of two of the other characters that that will that we got introduced uh, to in this episode. And right. um, could just be for diversity's sake too. I don't, I don't know. I mean, a lot of shows are a lot that way now, right there. No, but you've got you've got cast. but you've got Dandy Newton. You've got um, Charlotte. Charlotte, you're right. You've got. Jeffrey. Uh, right. So diversity yeah. is not the issue with this cast. And if diversity was the thing, they would have brought in somebody Asian or Polynesian or or something that they don't or, you know, so they just fine. They want to move his character forward. So time has passed. Give him some motivation by giving him a family he cares about. Um, because I guess the last season it was, you know, he had his mom. Uh, and I'm guessing she's that 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 was done um right he did have his mom last season am i remember correctly remember correctly i don't call yeah I, I i don't remember that's an excellent question yeah or is that planted or something anyway it's um so that it gets some an anchor and maybe a motivation, and no bad guys try to kill him too. Why we don't know, but it basically allows uh, Maeve to show up and for her to say, "Hey, bad guys are doing bad things. They must be doing something bad. They don't want us to know about, and they just told us that by trying to kill us. So let's go have a season." And he goes, "Great, we haven't had a season in seven years," and and so off they go. Where they're going, I don't know. We will find out. By the way, there was one line that rubbed me the wrong way the most times I watched this episode. And it's stupid, but it really bothered me. There's a point where Kale's wife is trying to get him to do something. I I can't even remember what the exact task is, but it's some dumb little household chore. Uh, And he says, what's the magic word? And she says, divorce. I'm like, that's not that's not funny. Threatening divorce over the slightest. Uh, that's not funny. Stop I, it. I, I thought I thought it was funny. <laughs> because it because it shows, I mean, that that she's got power. Uh, in that relationship. Got, maybe, maybe it's a personal thing. My parents got divorced when I was five. So I don't think divorce is very funny. Well, I think it would be funny if it was a, if it was serious. Right. I don't think it would be funny in that case. It, it's it, it. I think it's funny because it's clearly not something on the table. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, it was a, it was weird. <laughs> Everybody knows the magic word is please. So stop being a bitch. <laughs> that's fair. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> So anyway, uh, I, I yeah. was not interested in either one of these stories and no. not invested right. in either one really. But I do like the little girl. I actually I can't say that I was kind of invested in what's going on with this character, but it's not they don't go far enough with it. And I'm hoping we see more of it. I know they're off to meet the Wizard of Oz or whatever they're doing, and I'll be curious to see how they how that progresses on Sunday. Um what what their mission well, is. Well, in this episode, their B story 
uh, of Caleb and Maeve were, were kind of boring. Uh, um, and not that, for whatever reason, Shala's story I felt was the more entertaining. And also, obviously, the man in blacks, but he did, really disappeared after after the opening credits. Minutes. Yeah. Right. So when when they weren't focusing on, I guess, um, Chris, Christina or Christine or whatever it is, <laughs> I wasn't as invested for some reason, even though the characters of Caleb and Maeve are the actual characters that we've been following for the prior seasons. But I don't know. I mean, it was just it just felt like well, more of the same. Well, these are very uh, perfunctory storylines, right? Meaning, you know, that, that these these are we've seen these a hundred times before, especially in yeah. sequels where I'm out of the game and then they drag me back in, you know, and right. that's mm-hmm. and that's it. So it, it the, the, I'm glad they got it out of the way in one episode. So yeah. I, I will say that. Yeah. Um, but, man, I'm hoping they do something more interesting with them. And I actually don't. Okay, somebody was out to kill me. Where the hell do I go from here? That's what I would want to know. Like, what's your next step? Like, Eric, you well, we'll answer that question is Los Angeles. Or well, I mean, California. You find out that Jeff Bezos has sent robots to kill you, and you stop them, and you know it's Jeff Bezos who did it. What the fuck do you do? I mean, what's your next step? Uh, <laughs> destroy Amazon. Okay, good. I'd like to know how you do that. Let me know how that goes. Well, well step one is go to Amazon. Uh, I don't know what step two is, but step three is victory. Right. That's the that's the uh, underpants gnome theory. <laughs> if you've ever seen that well, episode of of South Park, step one. Steal underpants. Step two, something happens. Step three, make lots of money. And it's, and it's that step two. Go to Amazon. Something happens. Destroy Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I, I, I guess. Um, well, Maeve is a is a host, so she technically can't die if things go certain ways. I mean, obviously she can be destroyed, but I guess she has more ability to do things than humans just for that fact. But well, we know she, she also has that, Yeah. We, she has that superpower now because they put super intelligence or something on her. Uh, I think last season. So you're right. So you were saying about the super, I mean, the, the hacking ability, Mike. Well, just say, so that gives that, that will give them a place to go. But, do we as an audience have any idea what they're doing? They're going to Los Angeles. Okay. Step two. That's not, that's not a hook. I need to know what's the plan. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want the scene with Luke sitting there watching the holographic display, explaining how he has to fly down the trench and drop the proton torpedoes into the, into the, the, the chute in order to blow up the death star. So he knows what he's doing. We know what he's doing, and from there we can build suspense because we know where they are and progressing towards the goal that they have. No, I understand, and I agree, but they didn't do that. No, they did not. Um, they so did, let's get so let's get to Christina, right? That's the storyline that seems to be the most well interesting, certainly to Phil. 
And it's the yeah. central mystery yeah. of the season. I don't know if I'm that interested. I don't know that I'm that interested in either, but it's, um, <laughs> she writes stories and somebody committed suicide. Yeah. 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 And we learned some of this from last season where people like Caleb could have their lives altered without them even knowing it because we don't really have free will in a sense based off of, uh, things that are put in front of us uh, and the choices we make will always almost make the same choices continuously. Um, and if, if we do learn, then it's just a new pattern and that can be broken too. So I guess this person that suicides in front of her, he, the, I guess that book, audio, visual, holographic books that they're creating, maybe be do something like they live games yeah games so it's, it could be something like they live where it's they're being subliminally um controlled and this guy somehow figured it out similar to how uh um dolores told caleb about it well uh-huh. he's bl- he's blaming her we don't know if this guy because is human or a host. Well, certainly, he's planted pretty good. I'm guessing a human. Yeah. So is she, are they in a world where it's, and, and who knows when they are in time, right? Because this, this has been so far disconnected from everything else. And they've certainly played with time in the past in Westworld. Um, so she's on, she seems to be following patterns similar to Dolores. I did like, like if you notice the, do you want to wear the white shoes or the black shoes? Is a call back to the white hat or the black hat? Yep. Um, you know her waking up every day. Same shot they used to open up that those scenes with Dolores in Westworld on her loop. Uh, she's got a painting in her room, so she likes to paint the way Dolores liked to paint. The story she's writing for the gamer that doesn't have any interest in her story is basically her story as Dolores. Um. So there's that, and that that's certainly seems to be implying they are in another world. And so I've seen some people think, could this be future world? Which, to me, that's a pretty shitty future world. My uh, problem I, is... But you could be right. Yeah, this could just be another robot world. But anyway, continue. Well, you do see the guys, like, she walks on the way to work, she passes by two guys, and he says... This place is fucking wild. I can't believe it's your first time. Right. So that's right. clearly giving the idea that here's somebody who's like like the guests. We had the same kind of dialogue in season one of, of the guests in Westworld. Right. Um, so is this? But I mean, Westworld, we saw that first. You had like a bank robbery. Dramatic things happen. We saw guests being recruited. We didn't see any of that shit here. But that was, the saw, wild, that was the Wild West. That was the Wild West. Right. So what's the lore of of, of some modern day future world? Well, it could be it could be like us, meaning you, me, and Eric, in this world today in 2022, and we go into a West world or, or a future world that has been created and we walk in and we see flying cars and monorails and and hover cars and cars without 
drivers and things like that, that would amaze us, even though it's not exciting for a TV show. So maybe that's the world. I don't know what's exciting about that, but these people live in the future now. Yeah, what's the true. excitement of going to New York of their that looks like the New York of their present, or it certainly doesn't have anything in it that makes it an exciting outside world? She mentions that she's working on storylines in a beta game, so I'm wondering, on the one hand, is this a beta world? But if this is a beta for a new world, how, why do you have guests there having come multiple times where you're saying, I can't believe you've never been here before? Because that certainly doesn't sound like a beta test to me. Um. But I do have a thought. Right. But you do have uh, we see a homeless guy at the beginning who mentions, you know, about the tower. The Dolores, Christina, and again, Christina. Christ, Dolores is risen. Dolores will come again. Um, so we're saying so and there's one Rachel Wood said Dolores does not exist anymore. Right. Yeah, and it is Christina with a C, not a K. So yeah, that's a fair point. Right. Well, and well, Dolores does exist. Dolores is Charlotte. Her Dolores does not exist anymore. Um, <laughs> the Evan Rachel Wood version of Dolores doesn't exist. Right. Anymore. Right. Um, but she could come back because she's still a right. program. And, and 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 so far, Maeve and Caleb's story have not met up with this story yet so if this is a world like future some sort of weird future world or boring world if you prefer then <laughs> that's the park i want to go to boring world <laughs> right right uh so in a boring like, world <laughs> i knew you would, i knew you would, you would get a kick out of that so uh, in boring world Dolores is, I mean, Christina, Christine is there, but, or Christina is there, but Maeve and Caleb are in the real world where Charlotte is going off to send the robots or something. Experience, experience the thrill of being a mediocre writer at an unfulfilling desk job. Right, that's what I'm but, saying. If this is a world, why is she in it as as a story writer? That's what I don't get. Well, and that that's the thing, right? Because if if she said the actress said she's human, why would she have chosen a, this to spend money on in a future or, or boring world? Instead, I think she's an actual writer, but I don't understand. If this is a world, which I'm not convinced that it is, uh, why is she in it instead of outside? Right. Right. So anyway, so she ends up being she goes on a date that goes badly um, because her roommate, Maya, which means good mother. I don't know if that's a foreshadowing of something. Um, She certainly seems to be protective of Charlotte, trying to get her to go out there and meet some people and make sure she has a life that isn't just protective of who? Of Dolores, of, sure, of Christina. Christina? Yes. Yeah. In terms of you like trying, Charlotte. I know I did. I said Charlotte? I thought I said Dolores. Anyway. <laughs> Evan <laughs> Rachel Wood. Yeah, right. Evan so, um, so that might be the mothering aspect of the character. Uh, she ends up being stalked by a guy who blames her says that 
he lost his job. He sees the tower. Nobody believes him. So we already saw that there was a homeless guy. We know that hosts were able to see things at some point that they were blocked from seeing before, right? Doesn't look like anything to me. There were things that existed in the world that they weren't allowed to see, but as they started to wake up, they could see them. We know that there was the, the valley beyond that the hosts could see, but the humans couldn't. So perception has a lot to do with um, whether you're a human or a host, and they can sometimes see different things, and sometimes that can be tied to being to waking up. And he says, why do you keep doing this to me? And then he ends up following his loop all the way through. He says, do you want to see how it ends? And he commits suicide. But you say he's human, but the idea that he said, do you want to see how it ends, makes me think that he's done this before. So it makes me think these these are robots that were on a loop, not robots, but characters on a loop who are breaking out of their loop. They're seeing this tower, and therefore they're getting written out of the program and splatting themselves only to start all over again. Um, and that makes Reddit? a certain amount of sense, except why is she in the story? That's the part that doesn't make well, sense. Well, right, and, I, and, that, and that I'll agree with. Uh, she's in the story because uh, Evan Rachel Woods has a contract. Uh, and she has to get paid. And then the, the, the big reveal at the end is that Teddy walks out of the shadows and is watching her from a distance. Right, right. And, and again, she's not Dolores. She just looks like Dolores. So is that actually Teddy or is that another version of Teddy? And why is he there for Christina whether he's Teddy or someone else that looks like Teddy, because. And why should any of us care? Well, well, yeah. And here's, here's my thought. Um, when was the last time we saw Teddy? Uh, season season two, two, end of season two uh, during that big battle, right? As he was going into the Valley beyond. Yeah. I'm wondering if this isn't the Valley Beyond that we're seeing. So this is in one of those servers in the Hoover Dam. Right. It could be. It still doesn't and make sense to me. Th- those are the virtual well, it doesn't worlds make sense that I was while saying. Remember? She's there. there virtual worlds and no servers. Right. And I'm wondering if this, is, this whole world is a virtual world. And they've just ended up recreating loops for the robots, the host programs to still follow. Right, and me, Maeve, and Caleb are in the real world, and then wow. Maeve and Caleb and the and the men in black are all in the real world, and right. then at some point we may end up converging the two because we're setting up the servers or holding the, the the valley beyond in the real world, and that could end up becoming a plot point. Also, and and will they end up bringing all those hosts back out of the valley beyond? Right, and because and who knows if this is all a server, how much time has passed there? And, and also, if you look at the the preview, they showed those uh, white robot hosts that were that are walking around and stuff. So maybe maybe they're going to be filled with the people, uh, you know, the 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 essence of Christina and Teddy and whoever. So that's that's my oh. guess. Oh, and I get it. I get it. Those people that said, you've never been here before? I can't believe it. They ju- they're they just wearing headsets, virtual reality headsets. Possibly. 
That's it. And so that's kind of cool, even if, or, if it's boring world. Or they're, pre, they're programmed guests, right? Because you need a world. You need to have guests in the world. So those are your guests running through it on their own loops. So who knows? Um, right. that's, or, they, or they could just be NPCs. Right. So that's, 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 that's my – oh, and yeah, the fact that they call attention to who NPCs are, right, which they did not have to do. Right. right, the idea that she's giving attention to the NPCs, which is kind of what she was, right? Yeah. But, so anyway, that's a thought, yeah. and that's a mystery, but it's not a great mystery. I don't think they established it. It was not a, a mystery that I found all that compelling. And I, I, I got to keep going back that to that first season. What made that such a brilliant mystery is that you didn't even know that that was a mystery. Right. Um, that you didn't have the, the mystery. There, there's all sorts of things going on until you get that final reveal that William and the man in black are one and the same. And you didn't even know that was, even though some people had figured it out ahead of time. That's uh, good, yeah. um, but I mean, that's why I said, don't let, don't go, don't listen to that first season. Cause we were clueless. Um, and we we're kind of fighting that, that conclusion, but it's still, it's a brilliant reveal. Um, and all the clues were there and you didn't know that that's, but you didn't know that that was the mystery you were trying to, to piece together. And when they did, everything just made a lot more sense afterwards. Right. But, um, anyway, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping I've, I know the first four episodes went out to critics. Right. And, and I've seen 77% good reviews, which is 4% better than last season, but both is, are way lower than the first two seasons. But the problem with structuring it like this, and let's beat this drum one last time, you have to tell the mystery in a way that we get engaged and involved. You can't just leave everything to the end, and you're sure as shit can't pull a, a thing, an unjustified move out of your hat like they did last season, which was... Suddenly, Dolores wants to save humanity instead of destroy it. Right. Oh, really? That's bullshit. Um, so we'll see where they go. I mean, you, you, you still have the themes, I'm sure. They're going to end up working in themes of free will and consciousness and perception, which have been the themes they've been playing with all along. But, yeah, they better pay off. Yep. Yeah, so now I'm thinking you're right that it's just just a server. A ver like I said originally, it could be just those servers were virtual realities, and it's that's where this version of Teddy and Christina are. And now that you brought Teddy up, going into that robot server heaven or whatever you want to call it, and now we see him, it makes me more suspicious that that that's all this world is. And, and, but you never know. Oh, go on. And and Charlotte built the army. And Charlotte, right, and that's the problem. Charlotte built an army of robots, so if we know she's mass-producing hosts, there could very easily be a bunch of host bodies for all these host programs in the server to end up getting re-uploaded to. And, I mean, admittedly, you could have uh, Teddy uploaded into a tiny Eskimo woman. We, we, we have no idea. Um, but they can all be brought back into the real world then. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing too is that uh, um, I think they it may not be one of those mysteries that will go all ten episode. I mean, eight episodes, because I wouldn't be surprised if we find out next week or week three that Charlotte's world 
is a virtual reality world. And that's why well, they got that. something out next week. Yeah. yeah because that's why they, they give us that hint right away with those two guy, random guys just walking by saying, you've never been here before. So maybe they want us to try to think that, and then they, they give us the real next week, and then the real story about that will happen. But again, like you said, Eric, you may not care by then. And Yeah, I, I refuse to spend any more of my energy trying to predict this stupid fucking chill. Right. Well, and the thing is, if you're having, a, if you're trying to do a mystery, the clues that you call attention to are never the are the, almost always the red herrings, unless you're watching a Scooby Doo episode. That's Scooby Doo Doo. That's written for small children, and you have uh, Velma go, "Oh, look, it's a pencil. This is a clue." Right. Why? why? Because I said it's a clue. Okay, Velma. Right. So I think we hit this episode about as much as we can hit it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, all right. So I guess we can probably wrap it up. Um, yeah. So, let's do that. Yeah, so uh, once again, this is uh, June 30th, 2022 that we, we recorded this. We'll hopefully have it out within uh, the 1st or 2nd of July. Um, next week's episode will be appearing July 6th, and then after that, uh, as long as um, there isn't things going on holiday-wise um, during the weekend, uh, every Monday, uh, I'm sorry, every Tuesday, you'll, you'll get episodes of the podcast. Um, now, obviously, we weren't as excited or f- favorable of this episode as some of our prior discussions on this podcast, so if you have any opinions, please email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com or press the contact us menu choice on darkdiscussions.com and just put in the subject Westworld and we will read your emails on the podcast. We'd be curious to hear your thoughts. Um, now, uh, let's give our final thoughts on this episode uh, before we wrap it up. So uh, let's start with you, Eric. Yeah, I don't care. Give me a story or I'm leaving. All right, sounds good. Um for me, um yeah, I mean I, I mean it's always good to see Evan Rachel Wood. I know uh, you're you're a fan of hers too, Eric, so it's always good to see her, but again, when when the story doesn't doesn't hold up, it it doesn't matter who the actor or actress is playing the roles. So so far, yeah, the, the, it you know that first five minute was was pretty awesome, Big Bang, and then after that it was really just yeah meh. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, well, we'll see, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate the episode, but a lot of cliched storytelling in the Mave and Caleb storylines. Uh, the Man in Black is a tease that does not connect yet to the larger story. We are left out of the loop on Bernard and Charlotte. Uh, and, you know, I'm just not that invested in the, 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 uh, the Christina storyline because I don't find that world compelling. I don't find her as a character really all that compelling 
Um, not like Dolores. I just don't find. I don't know. I don't, there's not a lot of there there. I'm I'm glad to see Teddy back, but Teddy wasn't exactly. Teddy's not like um, uh, Hector uh, or or even or uh, uh, or Ford. You know, it's far from my favorite character in the film and the in the in the series. So him coming back, I'm just like, okay. Um, what is he going to do now that he's back? Is he going to have more agency than he had? Because he never really did. He was just kind of dragged along by by a leash for most of the, the for the first two seasons. So, yeah, it's okay. Uh, I, I want to see more. I'm kind of with I'm with the season for the season, but man, I I if this season doesn't go well, then it, that that could be it. Right, right. American Gods, two point exactly. All right, sounds good. So um, that's our thoughts on uh, how do you say that again? The the title, Mike. Augries. That's how I say it. I don't know how you're supposed to say it, but that is how I say it. I say Augries. That works. No, no, I don't. Uh, Yeah, I don't even use the word at all. all right, so uh, once again, we'll be back uh, next uh, Wednesday's episode. will be on the 6th, so uh, look for us there. You can find us on Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast feed, wherever podcasts are found. You can also find us on Dark Discussions podcast feed, which also includes the Dark Discussions podcast or any other podcast that your three hosts may be on. And then um, we do have a... Uh, option to listen right off the website at darkdiscussions.com. Uh, now, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy, Dan? I do. Eric? It's a general interest podcast called the Scancity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it wherever you got this one. And, uh, Mike, what's the Dark Discussions podcast all about? The Dark Discussions podcast is your source for all horror film fiction and all that is fantastic. Uh, it is a weekly horror podcast, except this week, which we took off because we had to do this episode of Westworld because we couldn't do it on Monday. Um, but we have been discussing horror films fiction and all that is fantastic for the last 11 years. Uh, we're what, coming up on episode 550. Yeah. Okay, almost. Pretty close. So we are coming up on episode 550. <laughs> We're having we're having a meetup in Mystic, Connecticut at the end of August of 2022, if you're wondering when we're recording this. Uh, and we're also going to be down at the um, uh, uh, Scares of Care charity weekend event in uh, Williamsburg, Virginia, also at the beginning of August. It's uh, was it July 30th and August 1st and 2nd or whatever that weekend is. So you can yeah, catch us correct. there. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Eric and, and 29th, 30th and, and 1st, I think, yeah. Right, so Eric, Phil, and I are three of the the regular co-hosts of the Dark Discussions podcast. We also have uh, Barrett, and now sometimes Kevin, and uh, am I forgetting somebody? Sometimes occasionally Chrissy. Chrissy. Occasionally Chrissy. Abe is lost the to the Valley Beyond. Yeah, he's, uh, a, he has he's a, in a he's oh. in a van with black balloons somewhere. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, that's a weekly podcast. Uh, even though we didn't record this week, uh, we do have like a bunch of episodes in the can. So uh, by the time you hear this, tomorrow's episode will be released, which will be the movie Fresh, a Hulu original. That episode. Phil's favorite movie of the year. 
Oh, no, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. But, well, hopefully you, yeah. make, you like the next one better. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I, I will, even though um, uh, as a theater film, um, it's Scott Derrickson and Cargill um, as the screenwriters and Ethan Hawke all coming back for the film Sinister that they all did together. And it's getting good reviews, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, so, uh, all right. So, uh, also, we, we do uh, Cinema a la Carte, which is another podcast that me, Mike, and Eric uh, do together, uh, talking about films that aren't necessarily uh, in the horror or thriller mode, but are still a genre or even just interesting dramas that we want to talk about. Uh, and that comes out uh, generally um, once every other month or once a year. month. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want, actually earlier this year, we released like four in a row. Uh, we almost so we, did two weeks in a row, but Phil had to cancel. Yeah. Because of work, just like I had to cancel for this recording originally. I'm going to, because of work. Tell your boss he's a dick. Uh, it's just, a, it's just a, no, a main, don't do that. That's yeah, not good advice. Yeah. You don't do that. <laughs> um, it, uh, it's just been busy. That's all. Um, also, um, uh, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews just wrapped up its LGBTQ Pride Month theme where we did four art house lesbian films, uh, which we usually do what yearly. What did you do last year for Pride Month? Oh, what, what's that again? What did you do last year for Pride Month? Uh, for, also for art house lesbian films. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. So it's basically just L, L, L Pride Month. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much, yeah. That's true, that's true, yep. Uh, but anyway, um, that's pretty much it. Uh, also, Eric, what else can people find on the darkdiscussions.com website? Stuff, there's articles and things. Right, but isn't there a Patreon or something? I don't know, I think there is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and uh, Mike, what can people We're do? Supposed to do that at the beginning and on the other yeah, podcast, yeah. so you lost your chance to get me to do that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And people can uh, <laughs> do reviews on Apple uh, Podcasts where you can uh, review the podcast. All right. So uh, with that stated, I guess we can wrap it up. So uh, Eric, what did you just All right. Thanks for coming back for both brothels and bots. Uh, we will continue to delve into season four of Westworld. Sorry for the lukewarm beginning, but. We're working with what they gave us. Hopefully next week will be a little more exciting. Come back then. <laughs>